Welcome to the STL Soccer Report. Brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's Phil here, and I am coming to you from Florida. I'm hanging out in Tampa right now, trying to knock out this first episode uh, that I can record down here in Florida, um, talking about preseason. Uh, I want to open the show with a really big announcement, and that is that STL Soccer Report is now part of the Beautiful Game Network. That's at uh, bgn.fm. It's just a network of podcasts covering the beautiful game of soccer. I hope you guys will check out the website. Again, it's bgn.fm. It covers, it has a bunch of podcasts thrown together, and uh, many of them are USL podcasts. So uh, the five that are part of the group as we speak right now are Eastern Conference Confidential, Mon Goals, uh, which they cover the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, and then also uh, joining today is the Unused Substitutes. Uh, They cover Tampa Bay Rowdies. Uh, You've probably heard of a few of these guys. They all have a very uh, very good Instagram uh, presence. A lot of them have been covering their teams for a lot longer than I've been covering St. Louis FC, and uh, it's really cool that we're gathering together. Uh, A lot of good stuff is already coming from... um, from joining the network, uh, the biggest thing that's going to be coming and the biggest benefit to someone like me is is just that we are cooperating and collaborating a lot more, and we're going to get a whole lot more firsthand information uh, from other teams that we're going to be playing around the around the country, and um, just talking to guys that that know the most about their teams. And uh, again, a lot has already even come from that. I've got a lot of. Good, um, good interviews that are already lined up for, at the right time. So uh, look forward to hearing that on our podcast. I'll be curating all the best content that I can find from all those places, That, uh, especially the kind of stuff that's going to pertain to fans of St. Louis FC in the near future here. Now for St. Louis FC news. St. Louis FC opened up preseason play with a game against one of USL's two newest clubs from the NASL, Ottawa Fury FC. The Fury opened the scoring for the team, with a goal off a rebound in the 51st minute. It was scored by Sito Seone, a 17-year-old academy trialist um, for St. Louis, Mateo Kidd. He came in around the 60th minute as a sub, and he had an impact 10 minutes later. He was pressing an Ottawa attacker in the midfield, got the ball, kind of passed it off to Dragan Stokov, and just was bolting forward kind of like he was the whole time he was in the game. And uh, Dragan sent in a perfect through ball, and Mateo was able to kind of reach and tow it just past the charging goalkeeper. It was a really great goal. The guy, the kid, honestly, in that moment looked just like a pro. And um, the two together, Dragan and Mateo, they did they did really well to uh, put in a really good goal, using especially nice to see uh, Preki's system. It was exactly his style of play, his kind of a goal. Um, paying off, and, and I was even told by Jeremy that that um, Mateo Kidd, he's, he's one of the guys that when Preki came in and kind of checked out the academy, he kind of pointed a finger at that kid and, and said, hey, he's one that I kind of want to want to have my hand in helping develop. So uh, keep an eye on Mateo Kidd, the kid. Um, but that wasn't the final goal of the game, unfortunately. Fury came back three minutes later, scored another goal, uh, Ryan Will, uh, Ryan Williams of Ottawa, he was able to struck a ball pretty hard and, and nice goal up into the top corner. 
if I'm not mistaken, that one was the one that was well outside the box. Just a perfect strike from uh, from distance. A beautiful goal. Something I did not expect to see in the first preseason game. Uh, so, you know, a little excitement, unfortunately, for the other team, but uh, still a really nice goal to see. Um, also just awesome to see the guys finally playing again in a real game. The following day, STLFC took on MLS Club DC United and lost 3-0. to zero. Um, As a St. Louis fan, it's hard to see this game. Uh, it's kind of hard to look at the score lines as uh, being telling in any way, one direction or another. Uh, while DC played many of their typical subs, not, not a lot of starting 11 players, um, St. Louis still kind of had a bit of a grab bag as well. Some starters, some backups as far as we can tell at this point. Uh, of course, we have to put that uh, misnomer in, or sorry, we have to put that little warrant in the statement there. Uh, but the game, it, it turned into a bit of a race, more so than a soccer game, um, or maybe on the race side, or the maybe more on the fitness side of soccer than the, the uh, style points side of soccer. Um, DC just kind of realized that they could send the ball long against our pressing defense. Uh, we we were nowhere near mid-season form at this point, so we were pressing forward, kind of getting worn out, and they just realized they could send the ball distance. We couldn't quite catch up by the end of the game. Uh, they found something that worked, and they just kind of kept going at it. Um, so it's not, again, the, my point here isn't that St. Louis FC is doomed for the whole season, is going to have trouble defending balls over the top. No, I, I imagine that's going to be taken care of. Um, we'll come to that in a minute, talking about things getting taken care of. But um, the point is there's not a lot to pick out in these preseason games as far as just concrete things about the entire team. Uh, what we can maybe talk about are just individual performances early on, um, kind of guys that are doing well individually, some guys that might be struggling in certain areas individually. Those are the kind of things that I was able to kind of try to point out and um, I wrote about them in an article entitled appropriately too soon too soon uh, so if you want to read about some things that I noticed uh, if you weren't able to catch the games you just kind of want to get an idea of what the team sort of looked like in the first couple of games take a look at that site it's up on stlsoccerreport.com uh, and do keep in mind again it's too soon to be talking about these things I say so in the article but still I can't help but not uh, can't help myself but talk about it. Orlando City did it. They built a stadium with all private money. No, no, that's not the story. No, you're right. Though no, the story is this: St. Louis FC scored an invite to the dry run of Orlando City's first game of soccer. OCSC fans squealed with delight when the first goal was scored a few minutes in by none other than Kaká. Yes, Kaká got the first one, but. I would argue that Milan Petosevic had the prettiest. Late in the game, St. Louis won a throw-in, maybe 12 yards outside the box. Milan took the throw-in and just immediately sent the ball toward goal. The keeper lunged for it, but it really, he didn't see it coming. He didn't stand much of a chance. In fact, more than likely, no one in the entire stadium saw it coming. Uh, the guy just took the throw-in took one look at the goal, and sent it right in there. Uh, sincere congratulations to Milan for giving himself and me, probably the only STLFC fan in attendance. Um, he gave us both such a memorable preseason moment. So next up, now that you've heard a little bit of an update on the first preseason games, uh, 
after you've heard my big announcement about the Beautiful Game Network, um, I just am going to play an interview. I was able to catch up with GM Jeremy Allenball following right after the Orlando City game. He kind of we kind of talk about a few things about all the preseason games that have been played so far. So enjoy that interview. I'll be with you right after that. I'm joining Jeremy Allenball. This was the first game played in, what is this, Orlando City Stadium is what it's called. Yep. Kind of an honor to play here. How do you feel like it went? Yeah, it was all right. I mean, you know, look, it's another level. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. We see it in the Open Cup. We see it, um, you know, it's uh, it's another level of play. And their movement up front, I thought from the front guys, was quite good. We struggled with it. But as the game went on, we got better, got stronger. They kept a lot of guys in, you know, and so we weren't seeing fresh legs all, you know, all the time. They had a lot of guys in there. So I thought it was it was decent. It was a better performance than DC United, and that's what we need right now for the next three weeks is to build, 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 build. Some guys struggled tonight. Some guys, you know, their stock rose a little bit. It's preseason. That's what it's about. But mm -hmm. it's, it's good to see. You know, just uh, Precky staying with the system, staying with the plan, just driving it home, driving it home, driving it home. Yeah, definitely. And we've seen a lot of different guys playing. I thought it was really interesting to see Cabalceta kind of have a solid game both times. And then AJ do well one game and had struggle in this one. Yep. But also Austin struggled a little bit in his first game and mm -hmm. did, I thought really well tonight. Well tonight. Yep. So, you know, the center backs, we got three really, four really solid guys. Yep. How's how's all that looking in the back there? Yeah, there's there's competition, there's depth, which, you know, is, you know, in a 32-game season is important. So I think any of those guys can help and um, can step in. And at some point, somebody's going to win the job, but we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. Definitely some improvement. Um, what are some things that you think you'd like to see as far as uh, moving forward? It's kind of interesting to see the... Like you said, the system has been the same, even though we're playing a higher, a higher team, and the scores haven't been ridiculous or anything. So, how do you see us improving from here? Yeah, I think um, you know the next step will just be us being, uh, you know, quicker with our tempo with the ball. You saw, I thought Tavo came on the second half and did a really good job of moving the ball quickly. Um, our ball speed, our ball movement was quicker. That's going to improve. The more they're around each other, the sharper their touch gets. Um, you know, fitness as well. You know, when you're tired, that touch bounces off. Um, you saw our outside backs getting higher. That'll be the next element of the game. We need better service from them. Aiden had three serves that were out of bounds, not good. Then he had one really good one. Mm -hmm. And then Ryan Howell got in and had a really good serve as well, the young kid from Loyola, Chicago. So, um, you know, our tempo, just uh, how we attack together, it's going to take time. You know, it's it's going to take, and you know, another four to six weeks, to be honest. But we've, you know, we don't have six weeks. we got four. and But we have to be good enough to go and get a result when we're not, you know, fully together yet. Without a doubt, and uh, we'll be playing our own level at mm -hmm. that point as yep. well. Um, one thing I wanted to make sure I asked you today um, is about the academy kids. I would say either we've got a really insanely good crop compared to before, or someone is preparing these guys to be ready for this level, or would you say it's the same? I may be wrong. Yeah, no, I think, you know, Aiden, so the three kids that are here, Aiden has been with the group for over a year now, so this is his second preseason, and obviously being in and out with the national team, um, you know, helps him, and, and he's mm -hmm. done well. Mateo is a kid that Precky identified first week he was here. He liked his activity, he liked how he buzzes around. He's got to not run so much. His 
GPS tracking numbers are off the charts. He's got to slow down and not cover so much ground, which is weird. But um, that is weird. He, he's used to it. He's been with us, you know, since he'd been around Precky here for a while. So he's been doing well. And he's a kid that, you know, he's chose to sit out a year uh, between graduation and going to SLU. So he's a little bit older and he's here for a purpose. And then Nietzsche is, uh, is new to the group. And uh, I don't know how to say it nicely. I think he's just too naive to know any better. He's out there tonight doing, you know, trying to pull moves off, getting out of things, doing a good job, and he's just he's just here to play, and he didn't get caught up in too much, so it was good. Sure. Now, I'm really curious about um, Kid. You said he's moving around too much. What does that mean exactly? He's got to stay more central and not cover as much ground. He's just, you know, he's chasing. He's too excited. And he just has a good engine. He wants to use it, but he's got to, he's got to play within the system a little bit more. Cool. Well, one last question. We saw Gorick go down right at the end there. Is he doing okay? He's you know? okay. He just got studded pretty bad. Yeah. So nothing. It just got studded with the cleats. So he'll probably be out for a couple of days in ice. Adam was going to play on Monday anyway. So, um, And Adam did well when he came in. Came off his line quick. Made a couple of good saves. Dealt with some balls back to his feet. Um, so, yeah, Gorick should be fine. Cool. Actually, one more. Yep. What are we going to see on, on uh, Monday, rather, against the under-17s? Um, you'll probably see the guys that got 30 minutes tonight will probably get a bigger run, and then there'll probably be a couple guys that maybe will do fitness instead of playing. Um, so I don't know if you'll see all 22 field players. Um, we got to, you know, let Brian, the trainer, see him tonight and see how guys are bouncing back and stuff. Some guys may need a fitness session and not a game, um, but you're going to see probably the guys that came out, and deservingly so. They played well in the second half. They earned that chance. Cool. Thank you very much, Jim. You bet, man. All right, Jeremy Allenball there, uh, feeding us lots of good information, uh, being very forthcoming with some of his opinions even. Uh, really good to hear from him, as always. Uh, right at the end there, not least of that information, is some stuff about the Academy Kids. And I wanted to tell you, I have like six interviews so far, and I have more coming tomorrow, coming in. So I have a lot of content, people. I mean, tons of content. And I'm really excited. Some of these interviews I'm, I'm actually very, very happy with. Um, I think hopefully by now, after a year, my interviewing skills have gotten a little better. And uh, I really do think uh, maybe they have and that, that it's starting to pay off. So um, this first interview, good and bad, okay? I um, thought the interview went really well. I talked to Aiden Stanley, uh, Nietzsche Vlastos, and um, Mateo Kidd. And got them all three of them together. Tried to, you know, hopefully get them feeling comfortable. They know each other pretty well at this point. They hang out together. Uh, a bunch of 17-year-olds <laughs> uh, free without their parents down in Florida. Uh, having a good time, it sounds like, when they can. Um, but that's the good, right? The bad, I am really embarrassed uh, that something went wrong trying to save this file. And I completely screwed it up. I lost two of the uh, microphone files. So this sound quality is well below what I consider uh, acceptable, much less good. So um, I just I thought the interview went so well that I, I just felt like I needed to put it up. So sincerely apologize for really how bad this audio is. It's terrible. But um, if you can get past the loud soda machine noise in the background that gets absolutely, um, absolutely amplified by having to turn this volume up at times, um, if you can deal with that and you can kind of focus in on the content, it does get better as it goes along a little bit. But uh, again, it's it's bad, and I do, I do apologize. Uh, but this is the only one that's bad, so even if you can't handle this one, I have interviews coming up with David Gorick, the goalkeeper. I have one with is, that is um, Ivan, uh, sorry, Ivan Mirkovic and 
Uh, Sebastian Dalgard is the American pronunciation. You get to hear him pronounce his own name, and it's kind of awesome, actually. So um, I've got those coming. I think I'm going to get to talk to uh, staff tomorrow. That may or may not include our coach, Preki. And so, um, again, lots, lots and lots and lots of content coming, and I hope you'll be checking in. I'm seriously thinking about posting new stuff every two days if it's not too much. I'm going to get a little bit of advice on that before I do it, but that's the skinny. All right, I'm done talking. Uh, All you're going to hear from now on out on this episode is um, Stanley, Aiden Stanley, and me, and Mateo Kidd, and Nietzsche Vlastos. All Academy Trialists. Enjoy. All right, I'm joined by Aiden Stanley, Mateo Kidd, and Nietzsche Vlastos. Three Academy signing, well, you're not signed yet, uh, but three Academy guys, trialists, I guess, for preseason for St. Louis FC. Uh, we're hanging out at IMG Academy, and uh, yeah, how's the week going for you guys? Um, it's been uh, really fun. been out here with the guys for like seven days now. We've had our fourth game tomorrow, and uh, it's been fun to see the team develop, and uh, it's exciting. Yeah, I think it's been good. Over the seven days we've been here, you can see a lot more connections between players on and off the field, especially between young and old guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, getting to actually playing some games with everyone, because we've had, I think, like 15 practices in St. Louis, but finally getting to go out and play an actual game is, uh, I think, helpful. Cool. Well, let's talk especially to, that's Mateo who spoke first, that was Nietzsche who spoke last, uh, with Aiden in the middle. But let's get a little more acquainted with you guys since we don't know as much about uh, about where you came from. So tell me, let's just start with like where you started playing and kind of maybe your positional changes throughout the years. Let's start with that on Mateo. Um, I started playing for Gallagher when I was about six or seven. Kevin Kalish was my first coach. A lot of fun. Um, I ended up quitting soccer for a little bit and then uh, ended up coming back, played for Lou Fuse, and then rejoined with Kevin. And uh, I was playing right back for like a premier team. And then uh, my 16th year, I made academy as a right back and inevitably started playing the six and the eight in the center mid and just been killing it ever since. <laughs> Nietzsche, let's hear from you. Um, I actually started playing in Wyoming uh, for a rec team when I was like six or seven. Then I played with the club team in Wyoming until I was 15. And I played one year of high school in Wyoming, then moved out to St. Louis, where uh, I started on the U15 Academy. Uh, and then this year, obviously, I played U16 and U18. And now um, I'm training with USO. But I pretty much always played in the midfield. Hmm. I haven't changed too much position. What was with the move from Wyoming? What happened there? Because you knew the soccer was so good? And John Lawyer, uh, one of the academy coaches, he's actually from the same town as us in Wyoming, so we kind of had a connection. Oh, that's great. And then Aiden? Uh, Yeah, I started playing when I was super young for Bush before the merge happened. Uh, I actually played as the nine at Bush. And then once the merge happened, I joined the premier team, started playing left back, and then moved up to the left mid role. And then once the Arsenal program started with Kevin Kalish and Kip Thompson and all that, I started playing again left back, then moving to center back, and now it's just been switching all to center back and left back. I've been meaning to ask you, you have a little brother? Yeah. He plays left mid too? Yeah. 
I randomly went up to the park and he was killing it. So I'll have to watch him too. What is he, 15? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Next, let's just talk about maybe your best qualities, the things you guys, where you guys shine as soccer players, things that we can look for on the field if we're watching you guys in preseason. We've got several more games coming up, and I'm sure you're going to get some time. So, yeah, Mateo, talk about what you're best at. Um, I think probably one of my major qualities is outplaying people 1v1, especially like on my back and just trying to see where the defender is and where the next pass can come from and where it can go. So I think that's one of my main you know, qualities and probably switching the field and trying to take over a game as much as possible in the center of the field. So I think those are my best qualities. Um, I think I'm kind of like Mateo, but he's definitely more shifty than me. But I think I have pretty good feet. Um, so just like getting onto the ball more and getting to move the ball forward and stuff is what I'm best at. Mm-hmm. Aiden, how about you? Uh, I think I'm... Um, Pretty good at during the build-up play. I think I, I can find midfielders good and combine with them with one-twos to try to either bring it up the field or maybe we're in the final third and I can get a one-two with Mats or whoever's playing midfield to get a cross off. Yeah, and I meant to mention earlier that I did run into Aiden, you and Mateo training together. Do you guys all three? Or do you guys train together a lot? It seemed like in the first game was it DC United you were both playing? Ottawa, pardon me. You guys had a really good rapport. Like you were kind of one-twoing with, you know, it looked like you knew each other well. Is that common for you guys to train together, and is that why? Yeah, I mean, ever since I started changing my schools so I could leave during the day, and now that he's on his gap year, we kind of meet up at Stocky Park every day just to mess around sometimes, or maybe we put in that extra work and actually really get into it during a practice. Yeah, and then during the games, too, we also play on, like, kind of the same side. So I'll play, like, the left side of the six. We play with a double six. So usually we'll connect a lot and move it up the field if he's playing left back or left center back. So it's been great. So do you guys all play together? Have you all played together in the same club before, or is this kind of the first time? Uh, me and Mateo played together on the 16s his, I want to say, second year when we made a playoff run. But this is the first year we've really started playing with Nietzsche because he's on the 16s and playing with the 18s sometimes. So. Okay, so you're younger than these two. Yeah, I'm only a couple months younger than Aiden, but because I was born in 2000, um, I played 16 games. Yeah. So Nietzsche, let's continue with you actually. Let's talk to me about your first two games that you got to play. I think you got to start, didn't you? So what was it like playing an MLS squad? Um, did you feel like you were over your head or did you feel like you were doing okay? How'd it go? Um, I was definitely nervous, but once I kind of got into the game, you realize that um, it's just a soccer game and you've done it like a thousand times. Mm -hmm. After your first couple passes, you settle in and then um, it like slows down some becomes a lot easier. So I talked to Jeremy yesterday, and so you were in as a sub against Orlando, and uh, you mentioned um, that you were just out there. He actually called you naive in a certain way, and he didn't mean it in a bad way. He said you were just out there making moves because it's just what you do in a soccer game. I thought that was really great. Talk to me about what was it like playing against Orlando, man? Um, it was amazing. I mean, I wish I would have been on the field at the same time as Kaká, but <laughs> just any of the MLS guys, it was really fun. And um, I definitely had nerves, but I'm kind of used to having it all on my feet more. So once I actually got it, it was kind of nice, and I just kind of did what I'm used to doing. Mm -hmm. 
Aiden, would you say it was good to be on the field with Kaká or? <laughs> Man, he was dangerous out there. Yeah. It was almost as if he, he's, I guess you could say, just chilling the whole time. Like, <laughs> yeah, he didn't run a lot, but every time he got the ball, he was in a dangerous position, whether he turned, played a one-two. He was yeah. just like the connecting, he was the connection between all the players in the first half. Towards the second half, when he, he came out at halftime, I thought in the first 15, we really, we really found the ball and started getting at him a lot more because I think there is that that significance that he actually wasn't on the field, that there wasn't that huge threat that everyone was actually thinking about. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Mateo, talk to me about your two games. You, you subbed in both times, right? Um, I don't know if you know. Did you guys go back and watch the game? No, we haven't watched it yet. Okay. The announcer mentions you quite often. I don't know if your family told you, but anyway, talk about the game. Talk about coming on as a sub and, and your impact. Um, I was just really excited to get out there and just play with the guys. I was pretty antsy to, on the bench trying to just you know get more ready and stay focused. But when I got out there, it was just really fun and just didn't really think much about the game. Just thought about doing my role and just playing. And luckily, I got a goal. And then uh, I thought I connect well. And I thought that it was just a fun night. And unlucky that we couldn't get the win. Um. Yeah, it looked like you guys, all three of you fit in much better than I even expected. And so I was really curious about maybe why that is. You know, Aiden, you get a lot of time with the national team, so you almost expect that level of, of play. But Nietzsche, Mateo, you guys didn't look lost out there. Uh, I thought you guys looked kind of confident. Is And I'm really curious, in your opinions, is that just because it's we happen to have a good you guys are, are a talented bunch, or do you feel like the academy's preparing guys a little better, you know, or, or maybe even your the amount of practice time you get with the top club? I, I'm just throwing out options, but what are, Nietzsche, we'll start with you, but maybe why do you think you guys are doing okay out there? Um, I think having Tim come in, he's kind of brought the professional game a lot closer to the academy, just the way we train and what he expects from us. And then um, also when we did get to come up and start training with the first team, Prucky and all the guys have been really good about like getting us in and telling us like stuff to help us out and just make us feel at home on the field. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think Tim Lees has helped out a lot. I mean, without him, I mean, I wouldn't be here probably. Um, but he is, uh, you know, he's really helped out all three of us, like 1v1 for sure. We can outplay our defenders, and it's really helped out here. And then, you know, the guys have been really good. And then just coming out on this trip has been really nice, too, since, you know, I mean, it's kind of like a family out here and just all of us just hanging out as guys and getting on the field and playing. Yeah, you mentioned 1v1, and Orlando played, it seemed like, pretty dang tough. I guess Ottawa, actually. Those guys are huge, by the way, in the back. They were You were getting pushed around pretty much in every game, but that's – kind of the American game, but again, it seemed like you guys were kind of ready for that. Aiden, you want to talk about that? Physicality, maybe? Yeah, I think it's almost it's almost just as much of a mental game than physical. Hmm. If you go out there knowing that he's bigger than you and that you think that he will beat you, I think he will. But if, you, if you're stronger mentally, then if you want it more, then I feel like you can actually achieve more, maybe put your body in front of it. Like, hmm. I think it's more... It doesn't matter how physical or big they are, as long as your body positioning and how smart you are mentally. Because, like, in the Orlando game, I would be faced towards my own goal and Rivas would be on the back. And every time I put myself in front of the ball and he couldn't get it, so it just fouled me. 
So it was like, even though he was stronger in probably all aspects, yeah. he still could only foul him because he could never get to the ball. Yeah, I talked to Austin about that because he's not a giant center back, and you see so many giant center backs in, in USL and in the U.S. And he said, yeah, you just if you're not bigger than the guy and you can't muscle him off, you got to be smarter. And so that's a perfect example of that. That's really great. Um, I want to talk to you, Aiden, just a little bit about um, – <laughs> I wanted to geek out on this real bad, so I almost texted you, but I didn't want to bother you. But um, the left-back situation in the men's national team, when you saw that people are talking about the U.S., I don't know if you see this actually, but people are talking about the U.S. not having good left-backs, not raising left-backs to be left-backs. And, um, you know, the under-20s, which is kind of the next team you probably want to make it on to, um, moved over uh, Acosta to play left back from defensive mid, I believe. And so that was kind of a surprise, and I think it was out of <clears throat> the fact that it seems like they don't have a solid left back that they're, that they're confident in. Is that something you're kind of eyeing and looking at? Yeah, I mean, as, right now for the 18s, I play left center back, but playing left back has always been like either in my back pocket or sometimes even in my front. Like, I've always been playing it. Mm -hmm. and I think the aspect of the game and how it's evolving and every coach wants to play possession and you see a lot more that wingbacks are almost wingers in the, mm -hmm. in the new game of soccer because they're always on the highest line just as Preki's been teaching me and all the other guys. I think if I keep forcing and progressing on my attacking, uh, my attacking roles then I think I can keep uh, progressing inside the game because if I keep doing my 1v1 skills and keep combining and keep getting crosses in, I'm just another threat on the field rather than just having the forwards and the attacking mids. And it's nice to have um, practice at both positions. It's cool that you're center back for the under 20 or under 18s rather, and um, left back for us. So you're getting defensive and forward skills. That's really nice. Um, talk to me about maybe St. Louis. This is for all you guys. We'll start with you. How is St. Louis FC helping you? In that regard, rather. It's just every day we go out there and it's literally 100% nonstop, especially this year. Last year, I mean, I, I could see that m myself and other guys could get away with maybe going half speed during a practice or something. But hmm. this year, it's, it's nonstop, just 100%. You can see it through the coaching staff as well. Preki's just on to you 100% nonstop. So it's, it's really I've witnessed cool. that, yeah. yeah it's, really, <laughs> it's really forcing us to either play our hardest or just step off. Like, it's, it's all game. Mm -hmm. So you two, Nishi, we'll start with you. Is it cool to kind of have Aiden, someone to kind of compare yourself and say, hey, if I get to his level, maybe I can make it to the national team? Um, he also might have suggestions about stalking the national team in order to get on it. So, uh, no, how about how about that? Talk about that. Um, yeah, it's definitely been good to have Aiden just because um, he's world class for his age. So, um, just being able to compare yourself because, like I said, we're only about like three months apart or two months apart. So, um, it's really nice to have someone that is playing at the international level that you can go against or compare yourself against uh, pretty much every day in training. So. Yeah, it's been really great. Aiden's one of like my really good friends, and I play with him every day and see him every day. So it's really nice to see him and just compare myself every day and try to beat him, obviously. But sometimes that doesn't happen. Um, but it's really fun to compete and just get out there with him every day. 
Definitely. Okay. Well, a few more questions. Um, I wanted to talk about college. Now, Mateo, you are in the leap year. Can you explain what that means exactly? But you're in between, it sounds like, high school and college. And, and just tell me what your plans are there. Yeah, I basically describe myself as like a fifth-year high school senior. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I don't go to school. Um, I took my leap year just to train with Tim Lees at the beginning, but I've moved into the STLFC role, and we'll be doing that and trying to train twice a day still and try to get as many touches as I, as I can and try to get in as many games. So by leap year, is that a choice in order to just kind of solidify your soccer before you go to college? Is that the motivation there? Yeah, so just strictly soccer. I mean, education still obviously is very important, but um, strictly soccer for sure. Cool. Well, you guys are all at that age, um, and I really I love to ask guys your age about you know going to college versus staying pro. It seems like there's a good debate out there about that, and so I'm just curious, how are you, what are your feelings? We'll start with you, Nietzsche, about you know what are your options and what do you lean toward maybe, or or the benefits of each side. Yeah, I have kind of just recently gotten into the whole college recruiting, uh, but I, to me, I think college is a good option for someone who maybe wants to have like a good opportunity. Maybe after soccer, you'll definitely have like a degree or something if you go two or four years, depending on what you want. Um, and then pro, uh, obviously, you're going to be making money right away rather than college you could get a full ride but sometimes you still have to pay or something so um, I still haven't decided if I'm gonna do college or pro or what but it's very well yeah let's let's clarify that a little more too and and not just the money aspect what about you as a player is it tempting to go pro because you think you'll develop better or is college still kind of um, on the same level um, I think especially for players like me and Nietzsche um, we're not the most physical. We more like to play and beat play people one-on-one -on -one and try to keep the ball as much as possible. And I think that's how we've kind of been taught over the last year and a half by Tim. So I think the college game is going to be, if we decide to do that, a lot more difficult um, for us, But um, which is, you know, weird. But, um, yeah, but I think it's a good opportunity for everybody to get out there and see different aspects of the soccer game and, you know, try to learn from everybody. That's actually the first time I've heard that. So college is more of a physical fit league, not necessarily skills oriented. Okay, that's good to hear. Aiden, what are your thoughts? I mean, you're like on top of that. You're um, you've already committed to Duke, right? Yeah, I just recently committed to Duke, and I mean, when you really think about it, it's if you really want to develop as a player, in my opinion. It depends where you go. I'm committed to an ACC school, which is a really good program and uh, arguably one of the best leagues in college soccer. But then you look at all the under 20s and under 21s over in England and Europe that they're playing in front of 10,000 fans every day, getting in first team trainings every day. Just It's nonstop professionalism and that's what I really think will change a player into who they really want to become. Nowadays, colleges are giving the choice to leave early and still get full tuition after you leave. So if I do plan on going to college, going there, I can go for a semester and then leave early, depending on if it's right for me, right for my family, and right for the coaching staff. They feel that that's probably the best step for me. But also, I always keep in the back of my head that 
pro might be the route to go just because if I do want to develop as a player and get to the world-class stage that, I mean, every kid dreams about, pro sometimes seems is the better option. Yeah. I'm really glad you brought up that program where you can go for a while and then leave and come back. That's really cool that colleges are doing that. And I hope, hope it helps our – I think it honestly could help our whole country uh, soccer talent by doing that. So, all right, guys, thanks so much for doing this. What are your plans before we go? Have you had any downtime? And if so, tell us what. If not, tell us maybe what, what the plans are once you guys are done here. Um, we've kind of just been hanging out a lot. Um, Aiden has some friends here on the national team. We've been hanging out with them a little bit. And then uh, the girls are cute for sure here at IMG, um, especially, especially the tennis ones. But, um, yeah, we've had some fun. It's a lot of been a lot of downtime, a lot of movies for sure. Okay. Taking it easy, not going out in the sun and getting too crazy. Yeah, uh, we like they said, we've been watching. There's been uh, some good soccer games on, so we've got mm -hmm. to that or watch some of the other USL or Chicago Fire play. Um, and then we've also, or at least I have kind of been putting off homework, so <laughs> I'll probably have to cram a lot in this last day, day and a half. That sounds like my kind of move. I uh, don't recommend it, <laughs> or else you'll end up like me. Aiden, what do you got? What have you been up to? Yeah, I'm with Nietzsche. I've just been putting off the homework yeah. uh, today, and tomorrow I'm going to be cramming it in. But yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of quality soccer games. You said the Chicago Fire one. Mm -hmm. We saw a bunch of games on TV. For instance, today was the League Cup, Man U versus Southampton. Yeah, that was good. Win. Uh, other than that, we've just been chilling, getting to meet the guys, just. I, I would say we're becoming a team, yeah. young versus old. It doesn't really matter. We're all just kind of mixing around, so it's been good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've noticed too. They're not necessarily treating you guys like kids by any means. Uh, I've seen some pretty good tackles in training, so that's that's a good thing, though, right? Cool. Well, thank you guys for joining me so much. Uh, it was really good to talk to you and get to know you, and good luck in the rest of preseason. Thank you for listening to the STL Soccer Report, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, BGN.FM, and STLSoccerReport.com. If you have any questions you'd like read on air, please send them to STLSoccerReport at gmail.com. Thank you for geeking with me.